Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend this hour with us. So I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and empower people, especially adults, to own their voice that come in so many different forms. So this space was created to talk with people with all different jobs, hobbies, and interests, and have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. One, how do you define creativity? Two, how do you incorporate it into your life? And three, why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to talk to musicians, Reiki masters, mediums, doctor, lawyer, real estate agents, and so many more. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as their soul's essence, courage, imagination, basically all that we are and wanna be. So sharing these stories expands one's thinking and opens up self-expression to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. My inspiring guest for today is Eleni Anastos. Eleni is a business strategist and prosperity coach who helps entrepreneurs and C-suite executive executives, excuse me, bust through their money and mindset blocks so they can create the income, impact, and lifestyle they desire at any age. She has extensive experience in business development, program coordination, personal development, education, public speaking, training, and assessment while holding certifications in business, money, and life coaching. Eleni, welcome to the space. Hello. There she is. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we did it. We did it. My thumb was moving a little slow, clicking on the circles. <laughs> you did it. Well, Eleni, welcome to the space. I'm happy that you're here. I thank you so much for the invitation. I am grateful to be here. And I just have to say right out of the gate, I so appreciate your energy and spirit about, you know, being creative and how people can move through life with their creativity. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's really, it's a mission, you know, it's, this is why we have these conversations to really expand, to literally expand the definition. So I appreciate those kind words. Absolutely. So yeah, so tell us a little bit more about yourself before we dive in. Well, I definitely felt the connected connection to you talking about creativity, because my work as a coach I am so mission focused and I truly, truly am on a mission to help people live their best lives professionally and personally. And as with anyone, you know, I believe we all have gifts and we all have challenges. And I think we all need somebody that has our back, that's in our corner. And that's why I'm so passionate about my work. And then that being said, I'm not a fan of, you know, one size fits all like business in a box. Hence, mm -hmm the desire to be creative and flexible and create what you feel is needed or what you're inspired to create to help somebody progress in their life again, professionally or personally. I love that business in a box. Yeah. 
I, I don't think any of us want to be put in a box. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. And it's not once. It's just not. I want to finish my sentence, but I'm hearing myself. I'm hearing um, an echo. I'm not sure exactly. Do you have headphones in? I do. I don't hear the echo. Huh, I'm hearing me, but mm. I didn't. I didn't hear it right now. So okay, if I hear it again, I'll say something. But um, okay. yeah, that whole idea of um, that whole idea of just when you're you have to think on your toes because when you're because you're really in a space listening to people and assessing and seeing what they need, not what you think they need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there are, there are so many wonderful, you know, tools and every possible strategy and tactic that's out there, but it still has to be adapted to whoever you're going to apply that with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. This is going to be a good conversation. So let's do the, would you rather, and then we'll dive into our first question. Okay. So. Eleni, would you rather drink melted ice cream or eat cold French fries? Oh, melted ice cream all day long. <laughs> you didn't even have to think about that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite flavor? I love, as crazy as it may sound, I love vanilla and then everything you can do for it. Do it. Like add caramel or honey or you know, cinnamon. Ooh, honey. Yes. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yeah, yeah that sounds it's, really good. It's yummy. I'm not a chocolate girl because I have an allergy. So anything that's not chocolate, I'm all for. And I totally like vanilla is, I don't know if it gets like underrated or if that's the right word, but it, it has yeah. such a nice flavor and it's true. You can doctor it up. It's like, it's good by itself, like real vanilla ice cream. And Correct. then you can, you can do so much with it. It's a very good base. Yes. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So there we go. Okay. We covered that. So um, again, I want to welcome anybody who's here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. You can type in any questions or comments in the chat box below and we will see them. So diving in, um, how do you define creativity? Creativity to me is being adaptable, is being flexible because I believe change is inevitable and the last 20 months have reinforced that 100%. And if we're not creative, it's gonna be that much more difficult for us to move forward, to evolve. You know, I believe we're here to grow through what we go through and creativity is one of the best vehicles that can help you do that. Oh, wait, what did you just say, evolve? No, you said something to grow through. You just I, said a I, I believe we are here to grow through what we go through. There we go. I love that. Yeah, because we're not, as again, what the last 20 months have shown us, there's not a snowball's chance in Florida. We can control external circumstances <laughs> to a large degree in our lives, but we can still choose to grow through it. And if you're creative on how you adapt, how you pivot, how you reinvent, you stand a much better chance of being successful. Right. 
And what there's so much looking, I mean, they're so looking for in the job market now, I've heard this so much, that they're looking for people that are collaborators, that are creative yes. thinkers, that, you know, have good communication skills, that, you know, it's it's your imagination. It's your, it, it's these real life skills. It's, it's what you need. It, yes. It's just, it's a requirement. It's It's not sitting and looking at textbooks and studying from it. And what if... Da, da, da. This is like being in it and being like, okay, <laughs> Absolutely. We're, in, we're in this, we're working with this. How are we going to do this? Right. hundred percent. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about this being adaptable. Tell us a little bit more about what you've done getting to the point that you are now a little bit of a deeper history of who you are. Yes. Well, I spent three decades as a public school teacher and I was born a teacher and I very much love my work. And in many ways, I'm still a teacher. And then 10 years ago, a very traumatic event uh, turned my world upside down and ended my teaching career. So life as I knew it no longer existed in, in an instant, literally in one afternoon. And after dealing with that, you know, fighting, I'll say fighting my way back. And to me, I mean, fighting in a good way, because I thought yeah, I am not staying stuck here. I'm going to do whatever it takes to move forward. And I battled with PTSD and, you know, situational depression as a result of what I went through. But I knew when I could not get fired up about my future, that something had to change something dramatically had to change because if I can't get excited about my next chapter, that's a scary thought to me, regardless of your age, regardless of circumstance. And as much as I love teaching as a public school teacher, I knew that I could not go back to that. And I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. And even while I was teaching, I also was involved in helping business owners, small to medium business owners, get money when the bank said no, I helped them holistically. So the entrepreneurial spirit in me was always being supported to move forward. And when I realized that my life as a teacher was no longer an option, the thought of creating a life, again, being creative, because the, the whole idea of creating, because to me, we're always creating. But the question that I had to ask myself and ask clients all the time, are you creating the life you want or are you creating the life you don't want? Either way, we're creating. Right. So yeah. I knew that I was meant to, to help people, love helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses, love helping those executives you know, bust through blocks and live happier, more fulfilling lives. And it really, it was like the basic epiphany. Why don't I do what I love? And I know that I'm good at. Right. <laughs> Isn't that amazing when it, when it like you open your eyes and it's like, oh, why yes. am I doing that? Yes. In fact, one of my friends, one day I was talking to him and I said, you know, I have to make a change. I, I was in my early mid fifties. And he said, well, you remember all those years you helped those business owners get money when the bank said no, but you instinctively helped them holistically with personal issues and marketing and everything in between. I said, yeah, I love that part of it. He said, it's called coaching, you dummy, and people get paid to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. 
<laughs> That's what I was going to actually ask because you said, oh, I'm hearing my echo again. There's like you a still little... sound clear to me. So hopefully the listeners are. Yeah, hopefully they don't hear it. Really as well, okay. right? Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, so when you said helping business owners holistically, yes, I was going to ask for a little bit um, more clarity on what that meant was holistically. Sure. Often a business owner, an entrepreneur, will hire someone. Say, for example, I need I need to know how to package my services, or I need to know how to properly price my services, my products, my offering. And yes, they will hire me to do that. And I love strategically doing that type of work. But when you're a business owner, the business is your baby. It's your life. It's your family. So I'm not just going to be isolated and focus on this one task or this one specific area. Like anything you know, you're driving a car. If one of the tires is low or out of alignment, you may be able to ride for a while, but eventually you're off the road. Hmm. So I always want to look at all of the other facets of their business and how they're feeling and are they taking care of themselves personally as well. God, it's so true, right? I mean, you can't separate them. It's no. all, it's one, it's one whole package. Right, right. Yeah, if you're tired and you're run down and you're feeling all of these things and you just don't have the energy, you don't have the right energy put into the space and everybody can feel that. Exactly. Exactly. So I was looking on your um, Facebook page and I saw this quote of yours that I, that I just love. And it says, just because someone carries it well does not mean it is not heavy. <laughs> Yes, I, love I, that. I do as well. Because I mean, we all have a story, you know, if you're over the age of one, you know, we all have a story. And again, people, I've always been able to present well, to carry myself well. And again, that does not mean that I have not been dealing with a world of hurt, or that I've not been through trauma that I've not had to go to hell and back again. And it's misleading when people are almost diminishing. In fact, a young lady today when I was out running errands said, oh, people tell me it just, it happened for a reason. Something didn't work out for her. Mm -hmm. And that's too dismissive to me. So I believe that you have to look for something that you can utilize to grow that's going to help you moving forward and the whole idea of because you're choosing you're choosing to forge on you know you're again just because you carry it well doesn't mean it isn't heavy that's just a conscious choice mm -hmm. you want to be a victim we've all been victimized without question and i think you know there's some horrific things that have happened to countless people across the planet through no fault of their own, they didn't deserve it. But if you get back up and you want to move forward and you want to better yourself, that's the kind of courage that just lights me up. And that's what I mean. When you see people move forward, others are like, well, I guess it really didn't impact her that much. Like hell it didn't. I am choosing to fight to move forward. I am choosing to fight for my future. 
Yeah, I love that. It's, I, I love the word courage that you just said. When you said it takes courage, it's like, wow. yeah, it does. I mean, that's, it's just the perfect word because you, we do choose and people will just be like, well, how can you say that? How can you, I mean, this stuff is happening to me. It's not my fault that it's happening to me. And right. you can stay just like you said in victim mode. Um, but it takes courage mm -hmm. to stand up and face it and be like, no. And I think it's the perfect way to kind of lead in where I call this, like, let's talk about busting through money mindset and blocks. So much, there's so much fear. There's so much story oh. all tied up with that. Just that word money. Yes, yes. I have countless people and, and to me it doesn't matter if you make 50,000 a year or 50 million or anything in between the vast majority of people have a pretty screwed up relationship with money and I had one gentleman a young entrepreneur say well I, I don't have a relationship with money I just I have to deal with it <laughs> I said, yes you do have a relationship with it and you could tell by his angst you know in his voice how he felt about it and to me Money is very much maligned. It's not money's fault. Money is neutral. But like anything in your world, you get to apply the meaning to it. And, right. you know, if money's flowing in steadily and you may even have a cushion in the bank, people say, yeah, I love money. No problem. But then unexpected expenses, you know, whether it's the car breakdown, the pipes burst, a medical expense, and you don't have enough to cover it suddenly people hate money. You know, the money didn't cause your car to break down. The money didn't make your pipes burst. So if you don't wrap your head around, the biggest lesson that I help my clients with is to learn that they're the cause, money is the effect. You've got to put yourself in the driver's seat. And I don't mean like, especially again, the last 20 months, you know, people lost businesses, people were laid off. People lost their income, their livelihood. That's not your fault. I'm talking about, you know, year after year, the long game. When you realize that you are the cause, money is the effect, then you're going to have that confidence to know you're going to be able to create the income that you need to when you need it. Now, how do you... What what are the words or how, how do you navigate your way through when people do say just the example that you gave, like um, you do have a cushion, but then the pipes burst mm -hmm. and you spend the money and you're just like, then that angst comes in. Right. Like, and how, yeah. And that's the, then I know that they're not in the driver's seat with money, that they're letting the money control them. They're not controlling it because you know, I've been there. I've, I remember being in my car, breaking down on a bridge, and I had $11 and three cans of beans to my name. And I'm thinking, I don't think the mechanic's going to take the beans to fix this, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But at that point in time, I chose to focus on gratitude. To me, especially where money is concerned, we have to be grateful for every single dime you know, we have to be grateful for what we have that's going to set the stage for more to come in. And I literally went from $11 within one week, I had over $22,000 in commission. Mm -hmm. But I know if I wasn't grateful, 
for what already existed. I was grateful for my ability to help people. I just started, you know, in the business. We have to start. I'm, I have a grateful heart. You have to start there. But it's all about, again, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And to me, that's what's empowering. And I've had clients, in fact, one just recently, he said, how do I get rid of the gremlins? The fear is back. You know, he's worried about reaching his income goals and other things coming along. And I said, don't try to get rid of the fear. That's normal. Just make sure it's in the back seat or the trunk, but that you're the one in the driver's seat. I love it. You have a shirt, don't you, that says like faith and then fear? Yes, faith over fear. But again, it's got to be a conscious choice. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to wake up and it's all going to be, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. It's got to yeah. be a conscious choice to move through it. Yeah. It's like you really feel it from the inside. Like you really believe it. Yes. Because we can, it, it's like when people say, say affirmations 20 times and you say, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, say what you're grateful for. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for electricity. I'm grateful for, okay, yeah. I'm done. I said what I'm grateful for. And it's like, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no, because the, you know, the, the universe knows when you're lying. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I, I actually never really liked the phrase acting as if, and I know that's used a lot in the personal development arena, especially with affirmations, because I'm the first one to say, I don't mean, I don't really mean this shit. Why am I even reading it? Right. You know, if, it's, if you're going there, but if you can feel it, you know, you have to have the feeling first. You have to, be it as if it already happened but it's not because just that word act you know that you're putting on a show but if you're not embodying it don't bother you're wasting your breath with the affirmations right right i wanted to also kind of you made me think about because um the driver's seat Mm -hmm. Hold on, I have to stop for a minute because I'm hearing my echo. I want to ask the person who's here with us live if you can hear the echo because I don't want this to happen all throughout the the time. So person who's listening, if you could just type in the chat box, no echo. Okay, thank you. It's just Great. me. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I work with clay. So um, okay. it's one of my mediums that I work with. And when I would be teaching it, you say, you know, like you said, being in the driver's seat, basically being in control, people would often sit down. And when they were like, I've never thrown on the wheel before. And it's like, you need to be centered in order to get that clay centered. Mm. You need to actually, which it's very much of a um, mental and physical way of being. So if yeah. when I'd find that I was kind of scattered or all over the place and like, what are we having for dinner and what are we doing and what it like, or just nervous or whatever, then um, it was really hard to center that clay. Mm -hmm. But when I'd get into a space of having my hands in a like certain way and thinking, I have control of you, <laughs> you don't have control of me, right. but being in that meditative state, it's so much easier. And it's just, it, people would be shocked. Um, at that while teaching that it just it's very concrete it makes a lot of sense well and how you, i love the analogy because i can you know picture you being focused on it and paying attention to it and 
when I talk about money with clients, you know, and I say any relationship you have, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your clients, don't you have to pay attention to them? So how can you expect to have a rich and rewarding relationship with money if you just view it as this necessary evil I have to deal with once in a while? You have to pay attention to it from a positive perspective. Yeah, like just like when you made the analogy to family, it's like you want to nurture it. You want it yes. to grow. You want to be heard and them to be yes. heard. So it's like a safe space. Exactly, exactly. And again, you're applying the meaning to it. And when I talk about cause and effect, it, it, it does trigger some people sometimes. You know, and again, I don't mean that you caused the business to shut down. You didn't cause the layoff. But you can also look at it in a positive light. So what if you had your best month ever, your best income year ever? Don't you want to know exactly what caused it? You know, what did, what did you do? Did you add services? Did you increase your fees? Did you make more calls? So when you embody it, it really is a positive thing because you are controlling your financial future. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just kind of taking that in. Yeah, it, it is. It's, do you find that people have trouble looking back? I see that people, they're almost stuck in feeling like they have, it's an unsigned contract with their past in essence, because we all grew up with a money story and all different. And I believe, you know, that parents, grandparents, whoever you grew up with, that most of them had the best of intentions. They just wanted you to be safe, right? They wanted you to have what you needed and to be safe. And that may have worked for you for a while, but then you have to ask yourself as an adult, you know, if you're stuck, if you're not where you want to be, if you're not creating the income or the impact that you desire, you have to be willing to examine the past but the good news is you can rewrite your money story going forward. So you have to acknowledge it to know what it was so you can release it and rewrite it going forward. I love it. Acknowledge and release. Yes. Yeah, it goes back to your definition. Creativity is being adaptable, being flexible. Yes. Evolving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Powerful, powerful words. So let's move on to a little bit more to find out about how, how you personally incorporate uh, creativity into your own life. Okay. Yeah. How do you do that? On a personal level, I'll start there, is I am just a few weeks shy of 62 and I just embrace and welcome, you know, every year as it comes along. And I'm so grateful that I had the mom that I had, you know, she's very much, her spirit's very much alive in me. And for me, being creative as I continue to move through life is also about, it's, it's stimulating myself intellectually, it's stimulating myself emotionally. It's still stimulating myself physically. And that takes creativity. Like I love being in shape physically. That's important to me. I'm never going to use age as an excuse. But you can be creative with that. You know, it doesn't mean you've got to run a marathon. It doesn't mean you have to be 
at the gym, you know, 12 hours a week, you can get creative, you know, you can, you know, go for walks, you can do, there's so many different ways to keep yourself in shape. And that creativity comes into play there as an example. And I also, I love being creative in the kitchen. I grew up in the restaurant business. My mom was a pastry chef. She was an absolute artist. So creativity always comes to play with me there. I'm like a, a, a kid in the proverbial candy store just going to the grocery store when I think about what I can create. I, love I don't remember the last time I opened up a recipe book because it's not how I was raised. You know, you just do it till it looks good. Do it till it feels good. <laughs> mm, I love that. Do it, to it, do it till it feels good. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And that's totally creative. And, you know, and professionally, I don't ever want to be stagnant. I am a lifelong learner. And that to me is also about being creative, especially with clients coming from all different age groups, all different industries, and all different needs. You know, on paper, they may look similar in so, so many arenas. But again, I'm not a, you know, business in a box. All right, this is how I'm going to teach all of you to do this one thing. But no two people are alike. Right, right. So I don't want to be treated that way. So I love, I love tweaking and thinking outside of the box and getting creative with how I'm going to implement strategy and how I'm going to coach clients. Because it's so important to me to make sure they feel a connection to it. That they're inspired. And, you know, again, one size does not fit all. Well, I love that because it also takes you back to when you're working with special needs. Yeah. Um, I think anytime you're in the classroom, but especially when you're a special ed teacher, yeah, there are so many accommodations you need to make. So much um, observation and trial yes. and error to be able to see what, what fits the needs where someone can be successful. So you've yes. just been, you've had so much training in this. And I loved, loved my work as, as a special educator. I worked with emotionally impaired, learning disabled, cognitively impaired, autistic kids, and all differently abled. And I could not imagine having them come into my classroom and say, all right, I have, let's say I have a 15-year-old educable mentally impaired child sitting and next to him is, say, another 15-year-old whose IQ is closer to, say, 130. And I'm going to try to teach them both math and science the same way. You know, it just doesn't, it never made sense. So you absolutely had to be creative in how you individualized instruction to best meet the needs so those kids could grow. And it's the same principle to me that I apply to clients. What right. are they going to need to grow and go the farthest? Yes. Yeah. And when you said the words connection and inspired, mm -hmm. it's, I just love those words because it's, it, it's creating a connection, a connection with your client with the student, a connection that they have with themselves. Yes. And the inspiration that happens between, oh my God, doesn't that feel so incredible when <laughs> there's just that inspiration when you see that, you know, people say the light bulb moment, but when you feel that inspiration, like, oh my gosh, like this is so exciting or um, 
you can just see that they, they're just, they get it. <laughs> right, right. They're, they feel it. They feel it. So our um, listener also, um, now she hears the echo. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if maybe, I don't know, maybe try taking your headphones out. Okay. Maybe, maybe see if that makes a difference. And also okay. she, I'm going to talk and see if I can hear it. Um, I still hear, I still hear the echo. I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, she and her the husband is ghosting us. <laughs> it is. She and her husband um, taught special ed. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So lots of similar experiences. Yeah. Well, I want to say happy early birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting. And um, I like how you pointed out, too, about uh, approaching things in different ways, that it doesn't have to be just in one way. Again, it's not putting it in the box. So especially right. the whole area with um, um, exercise. Yes. And, and yes. that there is so much in the way of movement. Um, mm-hmm. When we can, when we can take these things that we hear said so much, and I just feel like exercise is a word that's used a lot. Um, someone, one of my contributors to my book recently, um, she did a talk called, called like "No Bullshit Meditations," and talk, talking about how to look at it in a different way that it doesn't have to be just one way. And one of the things that she suggested, which I loved, was uh, a movement meditation where you're walking, mm-hmm. um, you're just walking and have an awareness uh, to what's going on. Um, yes. When you're also in thinking about the meditation again, eating is a meditation. Yes. And um, being in gratitude of the space of being gratitude for the food itself, being gratitude for the sun, being gratitude being in gratitude for, you know, the, the soil or, you know, the animal or whatever it is, but going down that hole, all of this is, it doesn't have to look just one way. No. And, and the whole gratitude perspective too, what's, what's helped me as I continue on this journey of life, that even when something really unpleasant or traumatic happens, when I go to gratitude, because someone called me out on this and and it really triggered something in them because I had um, written a book about the trauma that ended my teaching career 10 years ago. And it's called My Reinvented Life, Finding Purpose in the Pain. And I have a chapter just dedicated to gratitude. And this person said, oh, so you're grateful that happened. You're, gra- you're grateful you were betrayed. You're grateful you were hurt. I said, no, I'm not grateful for the pain that I went through. I'm not grateful for the betrayal. I'm grateful I had the intestinal fortitude to move forward. I'm grateful I didn't quit on myself. I'm grateful that I learned things about people that I once trusted and believed in. Mm. So I'm grateful for the lessons learned that helped me moving forward. Right. Isn't that interesting how people respond <laughs> yeah. like like they're angry at you you're grateful for that right so interesting. Right. and understanding that it's 
you know, for some people, gratitude is a hard concept. And maybe they've been dealing with a lot in their lives that they haven't processed, they haven't gone through. And there's still healing that needs to be done. There's still work that needs to be done. And I can appreciate that because to me, especially healing, it happens in layers. It does. You know, and if you're still raw, like I like to say you should share your scars, not your wounds. Mm. Allow yourself to heal. Get whatever help, support you need to to heal. And when you can talk about it, when you can share things without that, you know, emotional charge, like, oh, you're grateful that they did this to you, you know that that person still has some healing to do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's such power in that. Share your scars, not your wounds. Yes. There's a totally different energy with that. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought up your book because I was going to ask you, because that's one of the things that you, I don't know if you write, do you write on a regular basis? Is that something that you do um, often or tell us I about love that. to write, but the, the book was a, a long time coming because I, it was my first solo book. I have been a contributing author previously, but my first solo book, and it was just absolutely time because I believe without question that the shit we go through, the trials and tribulations can often be the roadmap for someone else to move through it. And, you know, I used to use the term survival guide, but like, screw that. You've already survived if you're still <laughs> breathing. I like thriving guide. I want to be the thriving guide for someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's what inspired me to write my book and especially about reinvention. You know, I mean, it's my reinvented life is, was, is the title, but it doesn't have to be a big grandiose or traumatic event. That's the catalyst for you to reinvent your life. It could be those seemingly small, insignificant events that you reinvent yourself to be that person that stands up for themselves. You reinvent yourself to be the person that demonstrates courage. You reinvent yourself to be the individual that says yes to life. So it just to be in mind, if you're able to reinvent yourself at any point in time, then it doesn't matter what's happening in the external world. You know, pandemic or otherwise, you know that you're going to be able to be in, in tandem with a reinvention is being creative, that you're going to be able to move through it. Yes. It's so important. I, and I, it's like these self-imposed parameters that yes. we put it, that we put on ourselves and right. that word reinvention, love that word reinvention. And the fact that you said it doesn't have to be these, everybody thinks that it needs to be like this grandiose, like, um, you know, huge theater like event. Um, but they no. could, but it could feel like that because right. you, because you've made these tweaks, like you said, standing up for yourself or something, or it, it could just be all this time. You've just kind of been like small and just kind of been like, Oh, I'm not going to rock the boat. I'm not going to do any of that. But then there was this time that you decided to say, no, I don't agree with that. Right. That's a reinvention because you're not going back after that. 
Exactly. And again, I, I love sometimes those small, small, seemingly insignificant moments. A, a, a quick example, I was having dinner with someone I met at a business conference. We were just having dinner in the hotel. And the dinner I got was extremely disappointing. It wasn't at all what was described on the menu. So I called the waitress over and I sent it back and got something else. And we carried on with our conversation. And when the check came, a manager had stopped by and said, apologize, so sorry, you were disappointed in your meal. We hope this one was satisfactory. And I said, oh, this one was fine. And the waitress was lovely. You know, it's no reflection on her. Thanks for taking care of it. Mm -hmm. And then when the bill was left and my dining companion said, thank you so much for doing that. And I said, doing what? I'm not paying for your food. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she said, the fact that you sent it back and you just very eloquently called the waitress back over. She said, I never would have done that. I would have just eaten it and been disappointed. Mm -hmm. But she said, no more. I'm not. So that's a small incident. She's like, nope, I'm yeah. not doing that anymore. I'm not tolerating anymore. So that's reinventing herself to stand up for herself. It's this whole domino effect. I love it. And it's so important. It's just, I, I can't say enough of how important that is because it's funny since I left teaching three years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and started, I'm creative and then the publishing house and all this stuff and the podcast. And my mom said, I never expected, would have expected any of this for you. Like this is bigger than anything that I ever would have expected for you. And it's funny because mm -hmm. I'm like, this is just the beginning. This is me at the point when the, when the piece of paper came to me in April and said, are you coming back in the fall? And my, my gut said, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm just right? not. And other years I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to because it's consistent income and it's just what I have to do. And yeah. that, that's yeah. what was supposed to happen for that time. And right. that's, but it just got to a point where it was kind of like with the food. I was like, no, it's, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to eat this anymore. I'm not going to. So it just, and it feels, it, it feels inspiring. Yes. Yes. It's so empowering. Cause again, back to, we're always creating our life, which requires creativity. But are you creating it in the direction you want to go? Or are you creating it in the direction you really don't want to be in? Yeah. And that's what I really want people to hear in this is like, are you in the driver's seat? Yeah. Because like either you, way, you're creating. Yeah. Like you've got to own that. Yeah. You've got to like, own that. Absolutely. We do. We do. Oh, my gosh. I have... a. Uh, my uncle who passed away um, a while ago and hadn't spoken to him in a while, but was always a victim, um, very victim mm. mentality. And mm. uh, at one point, we were just talking about it today, actually. It's just such a shame. He would not buy a battery for his watch because he said it was right two times out of the day. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh. Are you serious? Well, <laughs> like, there's that perspective. <laughs> there's, that, there's that perspective. 
but there was a lot of um, victimhood, um, yeah. you know, creating and uh, nobody understands me. Nobody, nobody will buy my work because they don't get me, all that kind of stuff. Right. Anyway, anyway, yeah. yes. <laughs> so let's go on to the last question, which kind of wraps everything up. Um, so why do you think creativity is important? Creativity is so important to me because it's, it's one of the keys to living full out, to living your best life. Without it, how boring, how stagnant. There wouldn't be nearly as much growth for any of us, personally or professionally. I mean, if, if Steve Jobs wasn't creative, <laughs> how much wouldn't the world have? Uh, I think of every, every artist. Um, I, Henry Ford, who was commanding his people, I, I want an eight-cylinder you know, engine. Nope, can't be done. He said, yes, it can. Find a way. Create a way. <laughs> and if he didn't push and lead with his creativity, you know, I thought we'd still be walking or riding horse and buggy for most of us. <laughs> so, yeah, I think creativity is, so, is key to growth. And I want to keep growing. Even when I hit triple digits, I still plan on growing. And creativity is going to be the bit, one of the biggest catalysts to allow me to do that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember her name. Um, she passed away within the last year or two. Do you remember hearing about her? She taught yoga and was a salsa dancer. I think she passed oh, yes. away at 101 or 102. Yes. I can't think of her name, but I can completely picture her. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was winning awards like salsa dancing and um, all the different kinds of dancing that she did and yoga teaching until she was like, I mean, she was teaching when she was like 98. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at Betty White, who's planning her 100th birthday celebration. Oh my, is she 99 now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> sense of humor, you're in any form of the arts, you know, acting, comedy, whichever it is. Oh my gosh. I think of all the people that have positively influenced the world, whether it's made us smile, made us laugh, made us think. If they didn't embody their own creativity, how bland would the world be? How boring? God, yeah. It's funny. I'm working with seniors right now um, through a program through Rutgers as a 10-week residency. And um, mm. we're creating... In this, they wanted collage, so I came up with a series where they're creating altars. And, oh. uh, yeah, so they've created three different kinds of altars. And the first one was, um, what was the first? Basically, uh, inspiration. Um, and then, I forget what we titled the first one. Anyway, the second one was inspiration. And the third one is an altar on love, peace, and happiness. Mm. And first I said love, and then they added peace and happiness. And what's been amazing in the journey, which just reminds me every time, even after teaching for 30 years and doing all this, mm -hmm. again, it's the freshness of the faces that you're in front of. So, and the energy yes. of the people that you're in front of. And oh, it's just so beautiful, everything that they're coming up with. And um, uh, the, the stories and and 
the just the growth and at one point like I've always had in my classroom uh, where after they create so there's the intro the hands-on and then pretty much every class we do a sharing time so mm-hmm. uh, we'd close out with like one or two people saying something about their work and what they liked about it and then one or two people could say something that they like about it besides just saying it's pretty so we could increase vocabulary right. and everything and um so I'm doing this with this group and I was holding up their work, this one woman. And, and I said, so next on Monday, when we meet, maybe you could add like this on top or you could add, she said, you're going to make me add more. <laughs> She's like, you're, you're going to make me think more than I need to. Aren't I? I said, yes, I am. There you go. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's what keeps us all sharp, you know, having that desire to learn and fanning the flames of your creativity is so huge, so important. Well, and I think that's hearing it from them. There's so many people that aren't um, challenged. She's right. like, I just really haven't had to think that much lately. Um, and in a while, she said, this just feels so good to be in a space where I'm creating and coming yeah. up with these ideas and getting inspired to go to the store and get more supplies and and work with my hands and um, have this I- concept and then see it come to fruition. Yes, yes. It's really 100%. fulfilling. Yes, very much so. And, and knowing that regardless of the outcome, you know, things can always be tweaked. Things can always be altered. But if you don't at least get in the game, how are you ever going to know? Yes. doesn't have to be perfect, everybody. No. Progress, not perfection. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Is there anything else you would like to share? Anything that's, like, bubbling up where you feel like you need to say before we tell them how to find you? I want everybody listening whether live or in the replay, to honor themselves. If you, I always have people ask themselves this question, is there something else that you want to be, do, or have? Just ask that. Is there something else I want to be, do, or have? Regardless of age, regardless of circumstance, I hope that you will honor yourself and go for it. And that doesn't mean you have to do it alone. You know, reach out, get support. But if there is something else you want to be, do, or have, please honor yourself and go for it. Yes. Don't hold yourself back for all of those. But, but. Yeah, nothing, butters. Nothing, <laughs> good, nothing good follows a but. Exactly. <laughs> nothing. Oh, my gosh. So can you please tell them how they can get in touch with you so they can reach out to you? Yes, yes. Well, I'm Eleni Anastos, and everything is branded under my own name. My website is eleniannastos.com, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Please feel free to reach out. You can email me at eleni at eleniannastos.com. If you have a question or a comment, even want you know a little bit of guidance, please don't hesitate to connect. I always welcome the chance to cultivate new connections with folks. And I would be happy to talk 
or share an email with someone. Yes, and please remind them of the name of it. I'm going to have everything in the bio, but please remind them of the name of your book, please. Yes, my book is My Reinvented Life. Yeah, yeah, so check it out. Oh my gosh, Eleni, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and chat. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. This was great. I so appreciate your energy and spirit. Thank you. And me to you. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you to those that are here live and those catching the replay. Very grateful. So appreciate you taking this hour to hang out and listen. Um, Time is really important and we are very grateful that you grateful for you. So we wish you a good morning. Oh, I forgot my part. My God, my brain. So this is all about inspiring each other and sharing, connecting stories like we need. I believe that we've always needed these stories to uplift each other, but I believe we need them now more than ever. So please, 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 please like, follow and share so we can just uplift each other and help each other. So wherever you are in this world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and be chatting with you really soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Feeling inspired? There are so many ways to do things for you, to get yourself moving, to get your creative juices flowing, and to have fun. Check out I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. Go to IamCreativePhilly.com, IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com, and check out the experiential kits, check out Creative Shui, which is all about creative inspiration and guidance, and for Express Yourself Publishing, there's so many multi-author book opportunities. So I would love to chat with you so much. Everybody has, everybody's creative. Everybody has a voice, everybody has an expression, and I can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for taking this hour to listen to our stories and share the energy, and I wish you a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this world. Bye, everybody.